Welcome to the Coin Out Cowboys, a podcast where four guys explore the absurdities of everyday life, sharing our entertaining experience and insights on a variety of topics. Hello, Coin Opians. This week, Ryan discusses his favorite artist, Tom DeLong, co-founder of To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science. But we want to know, will Chris spell Angel's name right? You'll find out. But first, Chris discusses the perfect time to strike and opens up to the Cowboys and all the listeners. Is it too late to take the bull by the horns and grab that opportunity by the balls? And does Stephen finally get to fall asleep? Stay tuned. Drop us a line if you want your comments and mail heard on air. Our email address is coinopcowboyspod at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, follow, and rate us. You can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, and Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your favorite entertainment. We release a new episode every week. Take a listen to past episodes and get caught up because you deserve it. Now, I'm switching over to the main stage, and uh, Ryan's making silly faces at the camera. Stephen looks mad, and Chris is... uh, He's just squinting at the screen. Huh. Let's hop on over and uh, join that discussion. Uh, big bitch. <laughs> wow. That sounds just like you, Steven. Uh, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck you, Ryan. Fuck you and your trash stash, Steven. Cool. <laughs> just, just, just jealous because you can't grow one, bitch. I, I, I can't. I can only dream of growing as much facial hair as you're sporting right now. <laughs> Wait, you really can't grow a mustache? I can... I can grow 40% of what Steven has on his lip. Oh, jeez. And then I can probably get the chin. I can get the chin going that he has. Let me set you up with a supplement, guy. I also get that weird patch like right right underneath the bottom lip. The soul, the soul patch? That's the pussy tickler, boy. The, <laughs> the pussy tickler. <laughs> but then uh, my handlebars definitely aren't nearly as... Uh, Defined yeah, those Steven. are brand new. Those are brand new the last two years of my life. I don't know where they came uh, from. You're watching a lot of Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Let's hear your best Hulk Hogan. I'm not a Hulk Hogan guy. I'm a macho man, Randy Savage. Yeah, yeah. brother. Hey, yeah, brother. buddy. Randy Savage is easier to imitate. The Hulk Hogan has a nuance to it. Hulk Hogan's just like, hey, brother. That is true. Oh, these Hulkamaniacs. Well, let's see your oh, macho yeah. man, Randy Savage. Do you have one? Oh, yeah, bro. Snap it to us. Slim Jim. Now jerk me off as I crash my car into this tree and die. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Too soon, too Is soon. Is that how he died? Wow. <laughs> Did he die? He's dead. Yeah, yeah. He had a heart attack and crashed into oh, a tree. Oh, I didn't know about that part. Why is it they always get a heart attack? What about Captain now, whether he was Insano? Captain Insano was not real. What? You're not real. That's from a, that's from a movie, Christopher. I'm a little disappointed in your lack of uh, festive garb. Like, I wore my orange shirt tonight. Why? Because uh, the week after Halloween is the best time to wear your Halloween colors. So after the candy podcast episode, I realized if I wanted to be the cool house, I'm going to go buy full-size candy bars. Yes. So I have exactly 16 full-size candy bars in my you know kitchen. What? It's probably cheaper to buy full-size candy bars than the stupid bags of candy at Walmart. The Walmart bags are like $30 for just a normal bag of candy. And you know what? I bought one and it was a mixture of gummy bears, Twizzlers, Reese's, Kit Kats, and something else I'm forgetting. And all the chocolate tasted like Twizzlers. It had fruity like flavor to the chocolate. Like the the, the flavor of the Twizzlers like seeped into the, the chocolate somehow. That sounds terrible. Terrible for the kids I'm going to give it to. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy to hear back from the fans that they also agree that Steven is out of his mind with this whole Tootsie Rolled phenomena. Dude. Tootsie Rolls are legit. So many emails. And I said, I asked like my friends in the stupid game and like 
Apparently, Tootsie Rolls are not a thing around the world. Because we live in a civ- we live on a civilized planet. Because yeah. it's like, okay, so Tootsie Rolls are chocolate, right? Chocolate and, taffy. And chocolate's supposed to taste like, oh, taffy. Yeah, they're like a fake chocolate. That, that fucking pisses me off, dude. I like chewy stuff. Like, I like chewy. I like chocolate. It's just a good texture. And Why don't you chew on these nuts, bitch? Oh, dude, that's not, not a lot. I need a, a full meal, not a little appetizer. Zinger. Angel. Oh. Angel. What? What did you forget to do? <sighs> you want to lose a whole episode again? I want a mic test. Uh, no, want? I don't want to lose a whole episode. Can I get a mic check, please? Because what I'm going to present to the audience tonight is probably going to be shut down by the government. And I don't want any excuses. Oh, Ryan, Johnny, it was all garbled. You promise that every week, and every week it comes out. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> okay. Sure. My most controversial episode. This one? This one? No, <laughs> my, my best one. Oh. Um, I do. I do have some illegal, okay. illegal conversation in mind. All right, go go round robin. Test the mics, Angel. All right, let's hear it. Uh, give us a woot woot, Ryan. A woot woot. <laughs> okay, I said a woot woot. All right, Stephen. Well, I had let's to hear give your you best... a real real world performance because I'm going to laugh and is it going to blow up the mics or? Oh, I actually appreciate that. I apologize. Can I get a what 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 in the butt? What what in the butt? Yeah, that sounds right. Chris, <laughs> giddy up, cowpoke. Okay, everyone sounds sounds phenomenal. You guys sound great. Angelic. Tits, tits in my butthole. I was totally gonna go for a goofy uh, uh, impression, but I, I I he doesn't say words. He just oh no, I guess he goes like he he yuck. Oh, that was pretty <laughs> bad. Those words. Oh, Mickey, Mickey. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Gorsh, Gorsh, Maxi, Gorsh, Maxi. Have you never <laughs> seen Goofy movie, Chris? Actually. That's that's a good point. You you are right, Goofy. I actually love Goofy movie, but uh, I, I could not bring to mind what he sounds like. Gorsh, Max. Four. I just wanted to spend time with you. Oh, Max. Poor Goofy, man. That Goofy movie hits you in the feels. Yeah, it does. Especially once you're a dad, you know. Oh, Maxie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, I'm going out all alone, talking to myself all alone. It's like Mel's fit. Max's girlfriend was pretty Ooh, foxy. foxy Roxy. Rox, Roxanne, yeah. It's How about the cheese whiz guy? Oh, I love him. Tuck to me, tuck to me. Tuck Uncredited Polly Shore. So the so Mel dropped a bit of information on me. She said the the song the song uh, Dudu sang the songs for that movie mm-hmm. went to Powerline. went to Cal Poly Pomona and uh, was never credited for his work. <gasps> what? Oh, do you know the wow. name of that song? <laughs> eye to eye. How does she know? I wonder how true that does she know the person who sang she it? Didn't personally know him. It's just something she found out about because that was like her favorite movie. It's legend, legend in these hallowed halls. Oh, it was probably some guy she met at the bar and tried to like impress her. You know, I'm uncredited in a goofy movie. It's my song. That sounds right. It, you know what? I wouldn't even be with her right now if she met that guy because that's her favorite movie and she probably would have uh, ended up with him. That guy wasn't you, Steven? No. <laughs> I wish. Steven, Steven invented that song. Steven's the guy. All right. Start your show, Angel. We got, okay. We got shit to do. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Coin Op Cowboys. I am your host, your favorite cowboy, obviously. I just want to take a moment to thank you all for listening and, uh, you know, really listening, listening to my voice. And uh, Boys, thank you for joining. Uh, it's lovely to see all three of you on and awake and looking lovely. Uh, I have a question for each one of you, and I'm going to give you the opportunity to say hello to our lovely listeners and and answer a question. It's a nice opener for to, to wet them bills. So that question. Two in the pink, one in the stink, Angel. Done. Have some class. How dare you, you fucking filthy. There's no class tonight. 
Not once I get to my segment. Oh, God. One day your daughter's going to listen to this as her only way of connecting with you when oh, you're long wow. gone. She's going to be disgusted with you. Oh, fuck. She'll hear some very good stories. Short bus. Like, Why is my father always pooping in bags? And he kept yelling <laughs> at me for pooping my pants. She had her first poop story last night, and I'll tell you about that. Oh, great. Ooh. The real thing that's going to come from that is she's like, uh, uh, at at your funeral, she's gonna be like, "Now I know why uh, Uncle such and such came to the house to delete all the hard evidence on the computers." <laughs> Good call back. All right, gentlemen, what character uh, from your childhood do you secretly believe you've evolved into? Question again. Remember, introduction. Give a nice introduction, nice and loud and proud, Stephen. And uh, what character from your childhood do you believe? You secretly evolved into. We'll start with the person on my right, which is Chris. It's always Chris. What up, cowboys? Guy boy Chris here, in for a fantastic episode. You know when I when I was a kid, I watched a lot of Nickelodeon, and low key, uh, I feel like I've evolved into Doug Funny. Like uh, I don't, you know, I never, I never saw myself as the crazy popular guy, just kind of the nerdy guy that like thinks about stuff. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That was the first one that came to my mind right there. Found your patty mayonnaise. Oh baby, and she's tan. But you don't have a dog. You don't have a um, a spunky. What's his dog's name? Pork chop. Pork chop. I, I was thinking about that. I feel like I need to get a dog. Pork chop. Yes, that is correct. Pork chop. Yeah, spunky was uh, who's spunky. Yeah, That's from uh, Rocco. There you go. The best Nicktoon. Debatable. It's not debatable. It's very debatable. How's it debatable? It's debatable because it can't be the best. It is the best. No, absolutely What's not. What's the best? What's the best? I'll tell what you. What about Hey Arnold? Was Hey Arnold up there in your guys' category? No, but I but I saw a, uh, a TikTok about Hey Arnold the other day, and it reflected back to Helga's mom or Olga. What's the, what's the blonde girl's name? Helga. And I guess her mom was always drinking smoothies on the show, and then they related like the smoothies are actually her like drinking margaritas. <laughs> always drunk on the show. She's just wasted. But hey, Arnold's like a secretly really dark show about kids dealing with all this like being abandoned and their parents having issues of being poor and shit. But it's always in the background. You only pick up as an adult that everyone's just miserable. Anyway, all right. Thank you so much, Chris, for your input. Wonderful. Next up, we have. The one, the only, the very, very brown-hatted and orange-shirted. Fucking bullshit. I'm always lying. Oh, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call it right now. He's gonna say Johnny Bravo. <laughs> that was like my one of my first things that popped into my head. <laughs> and then I was thinking, well, I've kind of like I don't know how to answer that question because like I feel like my mind leads to like the dad from Rugrats. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Stu. Uh, Stu. <laughs> Stu Pickles, I just kind of evolved into the into the dad and like my the way my daughter sees me and stuff. I don't know. That's a hard question. I would need like a whole week to think about that question. A whole week? Yeah. Because I don't even freaking remember characters from my childhood, man. I watch Pokemon, dude. I'm not fucking Ash Ketchum, bro. You're not Ash Ketchum. You're Pikachu, you're buddy. Misty. Yeah. You're fu- yeah, Misty, But dude. did you see that that little snippet I sent you of like Ash Ketchum's fi- – when they wrote him off the show, his final battle? No. Dude, I put it in the group chat, man. They had like – remember? I didn't. What? Yeah, didn't oh, it's fantastic. Either. Pikachu like charges up and then they kick on like the OG original song and it just brings back some vibes. What am I? I'm a freaking dad who goes to work and then likes to go to Vegas. What fucking – <laughs> what person likes to gamble and play video games like what's the what's the character for that answer me that uh powder puff girl's dad 
Riddle me this, Batman. Anyway, thank you, Stephen, for... Rock on, bro. <laughs> okay, I don't know. DuckTales. Scrooge McDuck. Yes. Stu Pickles. Stu Pickles. Roger Dodger. 10-4. Thank you so much. All right. Last but not least, but technically not last because I haven't gone, but we're going to go to the next person in a tank top wearing... Hey, are your headphones not extended? I think I asked you this. Why are you obsessed with the extension of my Why headphones? is... Because I extend it because I can't reach my... Look... Like, I need extended. Is it because your ears are so smushed up against your head? Yeah, see, Ryan has, Ryan has ears in a normal location, kind of out to side from his head so he can listen for danger. I feel like it's like you want to do that because it's like the intended form of the headset. I'll cut this out. Um, <laughs> now, now, now I'm self-conscious about mine. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, it's just a fucking... I, I didn't know. I looked at your headset and I'm like, something like looks weird and it's because it doesn't extend it. I think I brought it up in the, in the group chat. But I wanted to ask you, like, is there you anything... You make it tight so it isolates the sound, Angel. That's how I'm so good at video games because I hear every footstep, every breath, every Every breath you take. Oh, you're just that accurate? Dude, I, I think the video games that have secret, that directional okay. footsteps is phenomenal. Like, if you hear someone creaking up the stairs behind you, you should be able to turn and be like, they're over there. Well, you see, Christopher, it's funny that you say that, because the PlayStation 5 has patented technology of 3D audio, what? Tempest audio. It's phenomenal. You know? So if you are playing on the PlayStation 5 with PlayStation branded headphones, you can hear everything. Every do you play with PlayStation breath. branded headphones? I do. And what headphones are you wearing? These are my Razer headphones. These, oh. these these are okay. So now these ones have haptics. So when I shoot shoot bullets, they vibrate my head. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, coin yeah, off. Go ahead. It's your favorite cowboy, Ryan. Angel always saves the best for last. Sorry to keep you waiting. But to answer Angel's question, my character from my childhood is a legend among many. He scored four touchdowns in one game at Polk High. He's a shoe salesman. His name is Al Bundy, baby. That's not a cartoon. You didn't say cartoon. You said character. I said cartoon. You're a liar. No. Well, anyway, I found a loophole because they're making a Married with Children cartoon, so it counts. <laughs> How convenient. There you go. And I love that mug. Cool mug. I swear you didn't say cartoon, you piece of shit. I said cartoon. I, I, I <laughs> verbatim. That's why Steven and Chris said cartoon. Fuck. I always viewed Ryan as uh, the dog from Courage, the Cowardly Dog. Because there'd be all these terrifying things going on, and he just gets in there and gets to happen for the ones he loves. Oh, I never saw that one. I never saw that cartoon. Uh, you're probably not missing too much. I wasn't a big fan of that one. You Wait. You've never seen Courage. I don't think so. That's like horror central. No. It's no. a really scary cartoon. It, it was. For, for I feel like for my age, that was a totally scary cartoon that I should not be, have been watching. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much, Ryan, for your, for your answer. Al Bundy. We're currently rewatching. Uh, wife and I. We're currently rewatching the. What is it? Uh, Married with Children and enjoying it. I've, I've wanted to start rewatching it for a while. So good, dude. I think we're on season four. Did you get to the episode where he he's trying to find like a specific record, but he doesn't know the name of the song, and all he does is walk around and say he he him. No, I haven't gotten to that. He he him. That's funny. <laughs> Have you gotten to the the season where they get seven? Seven. There's one season where they. Adopt like a seven-year-old kid or something, and they call him Seven, and he's only there for like one season, and then disappears. No, I, I we just got to the episode where Marcy marries Darcy. Is that the second husband? The second husband, yeah. Okay, oh, we just got there, so it's probably in a future episode. But to round it out, I'm going to say um, Donald Duck. 
Is it because we can't understand you? Yeah, that's why. You can't, you can't understand me. No, it's uh, little things bother me. And it's, uh, it's just little, it's just, you know, little things that, you I know, took a personality quiz and it says off. I'm James Bond. So dude, that, that's it. Sweet. Solid, solid. That's the last person, that last person I thought I would ever test. Took an online quiz. Is that the one with your horoscope? You just answer a bunch of questions on a sliding scale. Like, are you evil or good? You know, and you move the scale. I'm going to do another one. I know. <laughs> no matter how badly. I was waiting to see. Literally, who was say the it. first thing I thought was that's the last person I would identify as. <laughs> so, Angel, did, does that mean do you have uh, do you have little nuances that just drive you nuts? Like when people misspell your name and call it Angle instead of Angel, dude. You have no idea how many times that's happened. Have I talked about this? Nope. Now's your platform, though. How the fuck do you fuck that up, dude? Like everyone listening, A N G E L. It's not angle. And if you spell angle, I just smile at you and I say, okay, that's fine because I've seen it so many times. But how do you fuck that up? Now, it's ironic because I think I have five or six words in life that for the life of me, I cannot spell correctly. And that's one of them. Every time it comes up for angel or angle, I have to think about it. And when I type it in, I'm like, you know, I still don't know if that's right. And I usually have to Google it to make sure that I'm using the right one. For whatever reason, that's some crazy dyslexia. Yeah, big time. Like, like right now, if if I had to take a if I had to take a guess, angel, a n g e l. I think that's angle. Yeah, angel would be the l e. Yeah, nope, there you go. L-E. Yeah, dyslexia, big time on that word. L e is angle. E e l is angel. There you go. I don't know what to say. But you know, I I. Uh, Thank you. I get that a little bit. A lot of my, how, how do you spell my last name? G-A-Y. Yeah. So every time I go to, uh, if I go to Starbucks or if I have to put my name into something like, oh, sorry, can I record your name? It's E-Y every single time. And on my emails or even like when people text me, they're like, hey, hey, such and such. And I would be, and at the very end of my text, I'd put a little dash and put my name properly. And I would do that every time until they do it correctly. And sometimes the text messages go on and on and on and they never catch on and correct it. You know what used to happen in emails for me? What's that? I, um, apparently I wasn't aware. Angel is a woman's name, primarily woman. And, uh, when it would only happen when I would email the government, like an email military personnel, Mm -hmm. they would always say, they would always refer to me as ma'am. In the emails, like without fail. And I'm like, what the hell? I didn't realize what it was. I thought they were just like, you know, taking a guess. And then I found out Angel's typically a, a woman's name, but in the Spanish language, it's very masculine. Oh, masculine. there you go. Well, before you spin that wheel, I got a bone to pick. You have a bone? I do have a most definite bone. And it's Excuse with. Excuse me, Christopher, that's my, that's my segment. Well, and it's with one of the cowboys here, a Mr. Ryan. Ryan. Bring it on. Bring it on, you motherfucker. <laughs> so, 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 Ryan, two questions for you. So my first question is, um, you, uh, on your scale of important things in life, where would you put timeliness? Higher Timeliness? Low. Yeah, higher Showing low. Showing up on time? Yeah. That's very high. Very, very high, high, right? Like, it's nothing worse than when people don't do things on time, right? Am I right? What haven't I, what haven't I done on time? So... <clears throat> Whoa. <laughs> uh, second question: Is there a is there a certain custard filled treat that you like? My dick. No. 
Um, maybe. Uh, a, oh no, I do. I like. Um, I like custard filled donuts. There you go. Those are a good one. Oh. Boston, um, Boston cream oh, donuts. What do you think of? Specific. What about? There's. I was just eating something that tastes just like that. Oh, I know what it is. Twinkies. What do you think of Twinkies? Twinkies don't taste like that. <laughs> and number one, number one, Christopher, I was shopping for the Twinkies. Oh, you were. And I sent a picture of the empty shelf. And I'm very well, busy. I can't, well, I can't hold on. bounce you, from you, store to store hold, looking for Twinkies. Hold on. You need to explain to the listeners what's happening. What What am I razzing you about? There was a fantasy football bet about eating Twinkies. And I, I bet that some team would beat the 49ers on some game or whatever. And I lost. And I had to, I had to eat 10 Twinkies. Uh, can you describe how you're supposed to eat 10 Twinkies? So I was told I just had to put 10 Twinkies in my mouth. That's what I was told. Okay. That's what I was told. And, 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 and I did. And, and so, so you put like one in your mouth and then you spit it out and then you put like a second no, one in your mouth? I, I consecutively shoved as oh, many that's right. in my mouth as I could. At least two Twinkies worth of Twinkies slid down my throat. That's right. That's right. In the process of shoving <clears throat> 10 Twinkies in my mouth. Yeah. So for all the listeners out there, there's this Twinkie bet that is running rampant in our fantasy football chat. Uh, the, you bet someone Twinkies. You say, hey, if you lose, you need to shove as many Twinkies as you can into your mouth at one time. Yeah. So the concept is you put one and then you put two. You're like, oh, can you fit a third one? And you go, yeah. And you're like, can I fit a fourth one? Maybe fifth one? Oh, I don't know about that. And the key is you have to have some someone videotape you doing this and it's a very embarrassing uh, aspect so uh, senior ryan over here had to do that however uh the bet went on it was like maybe two weeks before we saw this it was video not two weeks. <laughs> how long it was, was not it? two weeks it was like a week a week okay, oh, okay. it was a week yeah. and he kept saying that he said the world was out of twinkies bullshit so. i went to the stater brothers and i found an empty shelf there were no twinkies on it mm, bullshit likely Likely story. I so. sent the picture. I sent the picture. It's, it's, it's funny because in that chat, I must have said like nine times, people don't buy Twinkies at grocery stores alongside healthy foods. You get Twinkies at fast food, or not fast food, uh, gas stations with only questionable food that doesn't get rotated. Yeah. But you can't get the big full box of Twinkies at the at the convenience store. You get the go big to Sam's. box at the grocery store. Go to Sam's. I'd go to that Walmart trash. Costco. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that many Twinkies. <laughs> yes, yes. Twinkies are terrible. They're not good in any way, shape. They're There's delicious. Are you kidding Hostess me? Hostess went out of business. No, they're terrible. They're really the only, good. The only good Hostess snack is a Ding Dong. The ones that came in the foil. You're a Ding Dong. Yeah, now they don't even put them in foil. There you go. What about snowballs? Have you guys had snowballs? No. I enjoy a snowball once a decade. So the funny thing about snowballs is Ryan, to get uh, to get another person back, he bet them s- snowballs. And we all came to the realization that you cannot fit an entire snowball in your mouth without possibly yeah. choking to death. <laughs> Upon watching that video, I, I mean, like snowballs are much bigger than I remember them being. <laughs> Yes, yes. So for all you Konopians out there, if you got a coworker or a sibling or just a really good friend that you want to make a bet with, make the Twinkie bet. How many Twinkies will fit? It's probably going to be five. I do enjoy the different interpretation of all the Twinkie videos that I've come Just through. wait until I different. do mine, which hopefully never happens. But if I lose in fantasy uh, final standings, I will be doing the most epic Twinkie video of all times so with possible nudity so at the at the end of the at the end of the league because right it's now the it's the final like standings and i play you this week and i'm only one game <laughs> away from you so if you lose to me this week ryan we are going to be tied you're, you're you're projecting pretty low and we've got and i and, and i got i don't have a freaking kicker i yet. got pretty off our team finally because he's a piece yeah of well shit, guess what so i don't great. have a full team yet 
And I don't think a kicker is going to do it for e- you. Every week I am projected like 70 points. I rise above. All right. My team is dog shit. And all I need is for you to fall on your dick. All right, Angel, spin your fucking wheel. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to spin that wheel. Can you guys see it? Oh, you are in oh. for it. Oh! oh! <laughs> it is Chris. <laughs> it's almost it's not Chris. Bullshit. That was good. I know. It's <laughs> fucking bullshit all the time. All right, Chris, what did you bring for the Coinopians today? I have a special segment, Waiting for the Sun to Rise. Evening Wranglers gather up around the fire we're going to talk about some deep historical madness what's up with the sultry voice sultry new thing mike the, <laughs> he said the mic track was good <laughs> yeah. well, you always fall asleep Stephen. the only thing that keeps you awake is porn yeah. so Stephen, he's really dropping you a boner he's really dropping the voice like this what he's i'm going for i gotta make it deep exciting and grovelly Okay. Give me a boner already. This is the first episode ever where Steven's not sick, so we need to take yeah. advantage of it. Yeah, baby. Not sick yet. Can change halfway through. <laughs> All right, Cowboys, big question for you. What is something, could be an item or a concept, from our era that our grandkids won't experience? I got a beautiful answer to this one, Chris. Go for it. My first instinct is what everybody is going to say and do VHS tapes, whatever, dude, that's boring. You know what? These kids are not going to know what is a fucking phone booth. They're going to phone booth. I don't think there'll be any uh, reason to have a phone booth anywhere in the United States in 20 years. So they will never know know, the excitement of putting a coin into a coin booth or dialing 1-800-COLLECT to talk shit to the operator like I did all the time when I was a kid. (laughs) Ready to go home. Come pick me up. Bob, how did they do? (laughs) Did did you guys ever get like inside a physical phone booth or was it just like the open Open. air phone was there and you put the coins in? I've seen the other ones, but I would, there was one at like the soup plantation that I would go to uh, when I was a kid. For some reason, and me and my cousins would get on it, dial 1-800-COLLECT, and then when the operator would be on the phone, we would start telling them, like, aha, you stink, or, like, you have a, like, a fat, <laughs> you have a fat butt, or something. <laughs> ch- Dang it, kids. That's <laughs> making someone's life miserable for your own giggles. Nice. Real menace. And Steven also said the VHS player, good times. Would no, you? that one's gonna that's gonna come back. And yeah, to start collecting. People VHS are already things. doing it. Pete Just Davidson. Like Pete Davidson went now. viral on like TikTok or something, video. talking about how he's collecting like sealed tapes, like VHS tapes. Like it's just like records. Like it's gonna be that nostalgic thing that people collect. So I think our grandkids will experience that. Yeah. Nice. You know. You know. It's even more so than the VHS. Did you guys own a separate device called a rewinder? Yeah. The, like I had one that no. was shaped the like VHS a car. Player rewound things. Yeah. yeah. No, there was faster ones. So that's right. Yeah, you put it in this other one. It goes zee, cranks it up there. All right, you guys got anything yeah, else? I got more. Yes, yes, yes. Go I for got, it. I got one. I have got at one. it. Um, kids will. Kids will not oh, have news. Shut up, Steven. It's my turn. Well, maybe you should get your shit together and stop fumbling over <laughs> your words. Called the Coin Op Cowboys, not Steven. Sex well, we don't want to hear you going. Oh, oh, oh! I got it right here. Oh, 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 oh. Just trying to bail you out, bro. Steven, yeah, Steven, se- Steven, sex hour. That sounds like a new topic for Steven in later episodes. <laughs> uh, so mine is our grandkids will never understand the need to wait a whole week for the next edition of a TV show Ooh. episode. Ooh, brutal. 
television was much better when you watched an episode and you had a whole week to like think about it and talk about it and anticipate another episode versus just binging through an entire There's thing a, in a day or that's two a good point. and then being oh it's all gone I'll see it again in two good and a point. half years. But I do notice a lot of video no uh, like and Netflix anymore. releases things in like sets now like oh four episodes four episodes four episodes and everyone bitches about it <laughs> they said we got past hey, this already why are we just going wait back? a month and binge it you bitch like yeah. saturday morning cartoons there was a special elite group of cartoons that were only saturday morning at like 7 30 or so those yeah recess i can't remember the other ones hey hey no hey, I, was mm-hmm. I just remember recess so i no one has any patience anymore because everything is available on demand that's right and the fact that you can like just pause to go to the bathroom or something like remember when it would be you're holding it and it's a commercial break and you run to the bathroom and they hear someone saying it's coming back on you got to dive over the couch right Mm -hmm. yeah so i have movie theaters are such an important experience no pausing in there that's right there and you fucking watch i took my child to see clifford the big red dog and he said dad who has the remote i want to watch that scene where he's leaking drinking out of the toilet again (laughs) and i had to try to explain that to him and it was just not connecting no the movie just keeps on going (laughs) (laughs) nice what else you guys got am i allowed to speak uh no it's angel's turn okay shut the fuck up you shut the fuck up look at me look at me cunts i want to kiss you Oh, look your ear. My ears are covered by headphones. Yeah, they're not gonna. They're not gonna fucking know what a TV guide is. Yeah, <laughs> I never had a TV guide. They're not gonna know what a fucking TV guide is. The book that came every I don't know how often, but it would tell you exactly when shows are airing, what's not airing. They would have all these things. Now everything. I, am I repeating somebody's? I feel like I'm in the same vein. It, it, it's mm. kind it's of very similar it's to similar to, to TV. Similar. Okay, I want to redo it. I want to redo it. I'm pulling a Steven. I say blue light specials. What the fuck is that? Not Walmart. Kmart. Kmart. Walmart has blue light specials. I don't know. I don't go to either trash stores. You <laughs> oh, educate me. Dare I you. think I think Walmart <laughs> is te- Walmart is technically rollback specials. Yeah. But isn't that just something going on sale? Like do they not have sales anymore? Yeah. Well, I think Kmart used to do a thing like a light would flash in an aisle and there'd be like a special sale in that like aisle. In that moment or something? Yeah. Is that correct, Angel? I think so, yeah. I remembered the Goofy movie we were talking about earlier, and there was a blue light special that reminded him when he, like, to, that, that basically inspired him to take a fishing trip with Max. That's his name, right? Max? Yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, it was like a, a bobblehead or whatever, and I was like, blue light specials, guys. Blue light specials. Nice, nice. What else, what else you got, Steven? Yeah, what's up, Steven? Uh, yeah, I think... Uh... I don't even want to say. Ryan's going to yell at me. It's, I'm scared. Probably just at no matter which. Well, there's one. Yelling. There's just one that I'm going to talk first. about a little bit later. Uh, you inspired me, Chris. And then, um, what about fax machines? Ooh, we still use those. Does your boss still have a fax everybody, machine, like, Stephen? I feel like everybody still has them, but like email is like a far superior version of a fax. We used to use them at my office as like a couple years ago, and every once in a while we would just get a contract fax to us, and people would like would even tell us like. Oh yeah, you guys got the deal. Here I'm faxing it over. It would just show up, and, you, and then you have to call them. And say, hey, I got this. Did you mean to send it? What is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I had when I first started working in my office, there was a guy that he believed in putting something in the fax machine, and then it would get sent out like an email. 
And I said, no, you should just scan it and do his attachment. He says, no, I'm going to scan it on the fax. I'm going to tell it to email someone. And he sits at the machine typing in their email address. Mm. People are so st- I see yeah. it all the time. People just get so stuck in their ways. Hey, at, my, at my last job, we used to always, every morning there'd be a pile of faxes and they're all just like spam faxes. It'd be like, trip to Hawaii for $99. Yeah. Like, does anybody like follow up on this? Like, oh, <laughs> nice. What else you guys got? I got, I, I got a good one. Tripping over a video game controller cable Ooh. and then God. almost yanking the controller or the the console off of the tv stand or whatever i i I, uh, I disagree with that one ryan mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's still versions of controllers oh, I... that you can plug in and charge while playing if you weren't responsible and charged your shit they have only poor people yeah that or thing. people who just don't play their shit forever and then you're like oh fuck my controller's dead and then you're like okay i gotta plug it in while i'm playing yeah just get a fucking charger cradle you yes stupid. <laughs> Ryan hates the pores. So with with on the gaming aspect, would you say blockbuster rentals? Yeah, that's that's the, yes. that's the obvious oh one. God. Having to go rent a movie or video game. Or even the experience of yeah. going to rent a game as a kid and just kind of looking through all the titles and getting excited. Can you not rent games anymore? Yeah, right. Like there's different Like from who? I mean you I feel like just Xbox Game Pass. Can, um, Gamefly. Gamefly, is that still a thing? Yeah, Gamefly is still a thing. Okay. It's a pretty good no. deal if you if you want to get into it, but game. The, yeah, the, pretty much Game Pass and the PlayStation subscription are virtually rental services. Nice. But staying with the, the gaming theme, it, it's sad that kids will never have uh, gaming manuals ever. You know, oh, yeah. you know what this got me thinking oh, of? Yeah. I don't think the, the, the library experience will exist for kids, grandkids or whatever. I don't think a library is necessary anymore. I think People they still, still use will. it. Yeah, people still use it. Like going and doing research. Like people had to go to the library for school and bust out freaking books and research and source and all these things. That's not going to be a. That's not going to be a thing. Yeah, but it, instead of instead of books, it'll be PCs. Online research only. What I think Stephen is more more precisely getting to is in the olden days, your only opportunity if you had to write a historical book on Napoleon, you had to physically go to the library because that's more or less the only place you could get that information. Now, you could go to the library and get a book or you could just Google Wikipedia and get the same amount of information. Libra- libraries yeah. are... Compl- I think towards the end of my college career, I, I discovered they uploaded books to like the the library online and then yeah. if you need to find something you can just control f and like find exactly what you needed versus like looking up the chapter and skimming through trying to find yes. it libraries are a complete waste of space at this point everything they do there can be done via uploaded pdf or anything you could even have people sign up for library cards and then get all your books that way too or you could I mean, just like having a really big library just seems like a waste. I, I dig libraries. Yeah, I, I think it's important Society. to know that eventually, yeah, you can have like, everything can be online. You're absolutely correct. The problem is similar to like games where the content that you purchase can be revised in the game. Like the developers can go in and they can change your experience. Oh. So people can go in and change the text. And I think that's a dangerous road to go down. I think it's important to keep the originals in their state. I definitely agree. It's a, a very important to keep originals and have like archives. But 
we have some huge facility government facilities that have just it's basically just a book warehouse now and it's like do people actually utilize this space what could be done to make a library bring it into the new century computer labs access to internet for underprivileged people you know like they rent out all kinds of stuff at libraries now not just books i mean they should push it to do that like just make it something useful you know well, they are very useful so the, the, the libraries are much more than just a place to go get books uh like the the huntington beach library has like dvds and and seeds you can go get yeah, seeds that's cool plant. they should be doing that quote unquote maybe i'm just a little out. uninformed but like and, that's like what i think they should be doing and then you can call a library and say hey i need information about xyz and then the the actual librarians like a real librarian actually like will do research for you and get a selection of books and be like, here, this will have that so information maybe, for you. If you know how to use Maybe public libraries need a better like PR firm to represent them because I think that like the general population don't know how useful it is now. They just think of libraries like I do, which is like, oh, it's just a place to get fucking books and I can just do that on Amazon or I can just do that another way. Well, and when's the last time you took your I child haven't. to a library, Stephen? See, that I am. I'm a, little bit, I'm a little bit uninformed. <laughs> but you think if I'm uninformed, then a lot of other people are uninformed. So that's why I'm saying they oh, need yeah. to hire some PR. And uh, also, uh, libraries uh, also have naked women at them, too. So I went to this one down in Santa Ana called the library, and it was a little shocking. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now that's a library. <laughs> that's where the boys go to study. Nice, nice. All right. So, well, the the I had a few others on here. I'll just read out. Um, but there's one I wanted to focus on: the concept of not having a cell phone with you out all the time, not having computers. Nothing was touchscreen TVs. Uh, Thomas guides were groundbreaking, but are now useless. Uh, cassette tape, CDs, Walkman, um, radio popularity, photography like film photography, home phones, dial-up internet, and Pogs. Mm. I would say radio is more popular than ever. It's just taken a different form. Nice. Well, that's good. So it'll, it'll I mean, still be there, but it's different. podcast is pretty much talk radio. Yeah. That is true. You're right on that one. So, but the one the one that I really wanted to point out, did you guys ever have a Polaroid, um, or, or I don't know if I saying this one right, the disposable camera. Actually, Polaroid is the one where this film would spit out. But what's the one where you took the picture disposable and then you had camera. the film? Disposable. Disposable camera. Okay. Did you guys have disposable cameras when you were kids? Yeah, because you have the camera day at school and everybody yeah, would take those. Okay. So, so for all of our young listeners out there who are listening to us, can someone please explain to me how the disposable, disposable camera works? It was a cardboard box with a cheap camera in it, and you would wind it up and you go... And then you'd push a switch, and it would charge the flask, and you'd hear it go, <laughs> and then you'd take a picture, and it would hold like 20 pictures, and then you would take that box once it's full, you would take it to the, the Costco or the grocery store, to the photo department, and they would say, come back in a week, and you would go back in a week and get your bag of Bitch pictures. Bitch don't know about one hour photo. I wasn't rich enough for one hour photo, Steven. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Says the guy who hates poor people. <laughs> So, I, hate the I hate what I was. <laughs> I was born in it. <laughs> so, so Ryan, you're, you're saying you have to give non-visible pictures to someone else to develop for you. You are unable to develop this yourself. Correct. And if you took nudie pictures, that means some stranger would stare at your nudie pictures. <laughs> <laughs> what if What if you forget to pick them up? I have no idea what happened. <laughs> They'll just be lost forever. I mean, well, on the bright side, you you would you would know if the photos are, are good or like all the photos came out good right nope 
So wait, so you're telling me when you took a picture, you couldn't check to be like, okay, that's good. Or uh, let's take another. You weren't able to do that. You got what you got and you didn't throw a fit. And you, and you wouldn't find this out for a, at least a week from the moment you took the picture. This is correct. <laughs> um, and, and, and then, uh, oh yeah, I had on here. Well, what, what if it's a personal, personal photo and you're, and you're saying, is there any way they could develop the photo without looking at it? If you told, like, maybe just told them it was a personal photo. I don't think so. Well, I mean, I'm assuming this was like free, right? No. You had to pay for this service. It's probably pretty expensive. (laughs) Uh, Well, so, so when you, you give these pictures to this guy and he gives it back to you and then you're able to upload to social media, right? No, we had things called photo albums. Could you explain photo albums to me? It was a, a book with several plastic sheets in them, and then you would stick your picture in the protective sheet, and that's where you would view your photos. And then usually you'd write on the back of the photo, like, Disneyland, 1992. Oh, yeah. Nice. Who's getting out here? When, when, so when you're, ta- when you're taking these pictures, do you have <laughs> – is there, like, a filter option? Like, can you do, like, a Moab or black and white, you know, like, on Instagram? No, but if you were a skilled photographer, you'd know how to play with the light. And if you're a skilled developer, you could do such things as well to give it a, a fancy effect. Dang. That sounds terrible. I didn't know that. I used to be able to, you could take your finger and you could scratch out the picture and it would do like cool little like rainbow things on it. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. So every day there are 3.2 billion pictures posted to social media, meaning every two minutes we take more pictures than all of humanity took from existence through the 1800s. When you said that they develop the pictures, can you explain to me how that process worked? You would go into a room with, Nothing but a red light. I don't know why red light. And then you would put the film in some kind of liquid. Okay. And you'd slap it around with with like you'd have pliers or tweezers, and you'd slap it around in the in the paper, and then you would hang it up to dry, and then eventually the picture would show up. I know all this from movies. Now, is is was it just like water, or was it a special liquid? I'm it sure it was some liquid. kind I took of a chemical. Photography class in high school that we had to develop all our own, all our own pictures. Yeah, they developed it in heroin. Heroin, solid. Yeah, I feel like. Uh, so, did photography go away when they realized they could sell heroin instead? I think that's when it happened. <laughs> so, uh, so what I'm hearing from all this is you have to trust this chemistry that's going to happen in a darkroom process. You have to trust that that's going to go through, and when it's all done, a cool picture comes out, right? Correct. Did uh, did any of you guys have favorite photographers back in the day? No, no, not at all. No. Have you guys ever heard of Ansel Adams? Yeah, Yosemite guy. Yes. Who? So took pictures of Yosemite. I also took a photography class. Yeah, he was he was a big fan of taking taking pictures of the natural environment. So he had Yosemite. This picture right here, which is actually my personal favorite, is the Grand Tetons in Wyoming, outside of Yellowstone, with the Snake River going in front of it. And Ansel Adams was was very popular because he was able to adjust the darkness settings where he was able to get the dark areas very dark. Like if you see from his pictures, you'll see some areas are really dark and then the areas that were light were very light and there was this great contrast that went back and forth between it. So what Mm -hmm. contrast? Yeah, there we go. That's what I think that's what I was going at. Uh, So, and he got this from this like zoning system that he did. Now I started thinking more about this dark room and I started thinking about it. Do people, do people's lives go into quote unquote dark rooms? Would you say to get developed over time? The fuck? 
Like, would you say there are events that happen in your life is like you going into a dark room and getting developed? Yes. Right. So, so let me, let, let's, let's start with this one. Have you guys, uh, guys go ahead and go ahead and fold your arms. I'm good at this. Okay. Now, so did you guys do left in front or right in front? Left. Right. The right. Okay. Left. So which one is the so which one is the correct way? Whatever you want to do. Steven always does okay. it the wrong way. Okay. So, so, no so now so now that you got now that you guys are doing it that way, switch and do it the other way. How does it feel? Oh, it feels so wrong. How does it feel? It's wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Odd. Different. <laughs> so, but feels right, Cotton. Now, but the the concept I get there is it's something different. It's a change. But it's not necessarily right or wrong. It's just different. Now, do you think if you held that position long enough over the course of time that it would eventually be comfortable? Yes. Right? So kind of like jerking off with your opposite hand, it's a little bit different. It's a little hard to get. get <laughs> it swings it through. Yes. <laughs> I started thinking about that myself. Like uh, you ever see really successful people in their younger years or older years? Both. Like would you nowadays, say? So now, nowadays, you just see successful YouTubers fucking screaming in front of a camera and making obnoxious thumbnails and they make billions of dollars nice that's right jake paul is the example so do, so do you think and, and is jake paul younger yeah nope no yes no He's oh still yes, relatively yes. young. He's so would you would you say like uh, i was thinking about this today i'm in like my mid-30s now and i'm thinking you know have i waited too long to like really hit a big opportunity or a dream like did i did i miss the prime years of doing one of these really cool drastic things i mean yep go kill yourself i mean like like alexander the great conquered the known world in his 20s you know, Augustus Caesar became a senator at 20. We had Mary Shelba published Frankenstein at 20. And here I am 35 doing, uh, you know, just, just doing my day in and day out. Yeah. Also, people lived to like 25 back then. That's true. Ah, so maybe it was the older was years, the huh? Geriatric age. Yeah. <laughs> Besides, there's like, like you mentioned, there were, there's uh, social media influencers online. There's uh, that, that I, I think I shared you guys a video. He's like 43, Papa Meat. And he's like wildly Papa successful. Pop a meat, bro. <laughs> you gotta watch it, dude. Skibbity I toilet. Think you gotta watch it. There's just a lot of Anyways. new money, like, and there's a lot of opportunity for younger people to make a ton of money in different avenues, and it's just different. And there's still a ton of people making a shit ton of money later in life when they finally have enough capital and money to invest in their own company and start their own ventures. So I think there's a big mixture. Before when it uh, Man, like I don't think... rewind time fifty years ago, young people would never get the opportunities they're getting now. And I, I don't, you know, it's never too late because uh, yeah, Christoph Waltz, you know, he's he's like an inglorious bastard. This is Colonel Hans Lande. He started in his fifties and he's wildly successful. So absolutely, I don't think age is a you can start whatever. Nice. So you're saying I Sounds still like a lot of work to be successful. I, I still got a chance. So I was I was looking at this guy. I got this guy with some dates here. Eighteen. Let's see if you guys know who he is. Eighteen thirty two. Lost his job. 1832, defeated for state legislator. 1833, failed in private business. 1834, sweetheart died. 1836, suffered nervous breakdown. 1843, defeated for nomination to Congress. 1846, elected to Congress. Oh, there's some bright hope. 1848, lost renomination. 1849, ran for land officer and lost. 1854, defeated the Senate. Defeated for Senate. 1856. Oh, baby. What made you think Is Abe it? Lincoln? Donald Trump. 18, 1856, <laughs> defeated for nomination for vice president. 1858, defeated again for Senate. 1860, 30 years later, elected president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah, baby. 
Good work. Good work, Ryan. And Abraham Lincoln's probably one of my favorites. And when I saw that, I was like, man, I have a lot of respect for that guy. And he had a lot of tough stuff happen to him that he had to go through. And I think he came out the other side looking like an amazing historian. You know, I love reading that guy. Plus, he invented Lincoln Logs. Ooh, man, dude, he's probably still getting paid royalties for that. Right? Do you think Abe Lincoln, when he took poops, he said, I just dropped the big Lincoln? In there. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. I hope so. <laughs> so I, I started thinking about this. When you, when you first enter a dark room, you can't see. But what happens if you wait a while in the darkness? Your eyes adjust. That's right. They become a, they grow accustomed to the dark, spending that time looking for the silver linings, the things that are going well, the favorable things that did happen to you, the things that you're thankful for. The negative is for a positive result because you're taking the negative of the photo and creating a positive from it that you can actually see. The master manipulator uh, working the chemistry of your life to refine it into a priceless artwork. So I started thinking about it. The more you overcome yesterday's struggles, the more success you're going to have working on the next struggle. And I'm actually thinking these type of events is what like defines people. You know, I think there's stuff that we've all gone through that is hard at the time and it sucks being in that dark room developing. But when you come out of that dark room, you got something really good, really strong, really powerful to be working through. So and I think I think the cow I think the Quinopians out there maybe you know maybe they're going through something like that and they want to hear some positive reinforcement of how we can get going on that. What about you, Cowboys? Is there anything that you're working through in your dark room? Something that you're developing a little bit by a little bit by every day? Well, you know I could start. So I I mentioned in a previous episode that uh, and I I call them I I refer to them as crucibles, Chris. It's uh, crucibles. It's kind of yeah, where like similar to like a crucible where you melt them down and you come out reformed based on the decisions and your mindset. You can come out a beautiful piece of artwork or a, a just trash, whatever it is, and that'll shape your life basically. And uh, I talked about it on the podcast a few weeks ago, a few months ago. I don't know, but anyways. I I got a new job in a completely different department, and uh, it felt way out of place, and it felt like everything was going wrong, timelines were wrong, you know, everything was going downhill until I started, you know, really looking at the work and kind of pulling from my strengths to, to learn. So I'm really good at developing in code, and I'm really good at developing spreadsheets, and I found that that was something lacking in the position and in the department. So I use those skills and I'm developing for, for the department basically. And, and along the way, learning a lot more. So, uh, it's still, still challenging, but it's really hard, um, when you're put into a position where you don't know a lot and, uh, and, and you have to, you basically start from the beginning. Yeah. Go. It's almost like you go somewhere uncomfortable. Right, and you got to figure something else out before you can get it up and going again. Yeah. And would you say you've gotten? Would you say you're on the other side of that at this point, or are you still are you still developing? I'm, I'm working through it, but I see the light at the end of the tunnel. So nice. It's, it's heading in the direction, and I've seen that before. You know, like starting this podcast. To, I didn't know anything about editing. I didn't know anything about like uh, uh, I don't know social media or anything, and and just took it for what it was. And our first episodes were really hard and, and really rough and they've been refined over, over the last few months. So it's, uh, you know, polishing that stone. Right on angel. I like it. Okay. Here I go. Ryan, is it okay if I talk? Well, well I think I should go before you cause <laughs> okay. Mike, can, Mike can kind of piggyback off angel. Go for it then. Yeah. 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 
So, so I went to school to be a teacher, you know, got an English degree, got a teaching credential, you know, worked for free as a slave for the state for a year as a quote unquote student teacher to hopefully be a teacher someday. And then I got out, was working two jobs and applying for teaching jobs for years and it just wasn't happening. Then one day I had to take a big, big boy job to get insurance and whatnot. And I thought I was making decent money at the time, but I was in a dead end job that was clearly going nowhere. I was a marketing assistant for a hospital. And then one day as I got tired of it and ended up finding my way into sales, knew nothing about doing sales at all, but it ended up blossoming into a good career as I banged my head against the wall for, for years. And now I got a management position and some, a good place within the company. And it, it took years to develop that. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing when I first took that job, but that was like 30 years old once I did it. So I would say out of your prime, a little late to start a new career. But it developed into something good. Just got to keep pushing at it. Nice. You never know where you're going to be. You never know what might work out. But would would you say was there was there anything big that the uh, teaching education world was able to some something that it taught you that you were able to use very successfully in your current job? Like I don't know if it was having patience with children is like having patience with customers. Having one year of like teaching experience at a middle school gifted me the the gift of infinite patience. So, uh, <laughs> Congrats. Other things that, that people like find like little annoying working with like another department. It's just like, it's a minor inconvenience. You just figure a way to deal with it at that point. So it taught me a lot about like, you know, having patience and perseverance and dealing with stress. Like you just kind of get through it. So I definitely got a lot of value out of it. And now I have a position that makes more money than I would as a teacher. And it's infinitely less stressful, which I'm grateful for. And where the teaching market has gone politically and all this stuff and how the public view, I'm infinitely thankful I'm not there. It's nice. But God bless all the teachers out there that do put up with it day and day to try to teach the youth. Oh, yeah. I was a painful child. I could just imagine what my teachers had to go through. What uh, Do you have any advice on how what you said you, you handle – you had a lot of stress to go through. Like what helped you What helped you manage the stress levels? I mean I think the, I think the biggest thing is like freaking out about it in the moment. Is it going to help at all? So it's kind of just like finding ways to pivot and get through the situation the best you can with, with causing as little damage as possible. I like it. I like it. Very good. Steven, did you want an opportunity? Yeah. So I'm essentially hearing from Ryan and Angel. They were both like, yeah, I'm like just really good at my job. And I just, it's hard to be so good at my job and so successful. So <laughs> just a straight up. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. dude. So I would like to take the opportunity to not just straight up humble brag on stuff that I'm good at. But um, I said there were a lot of struggles, Steven. I struggle, but I'm very yeah. successful. Crucible. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a hater, dude. Something I've struggled with my whole life, and that is um, pushing myself. Um, I've always been a type of person that lets like anxieties or like hesitations kind of like close in around me. And I heard some good advice a long time ago, and it's something I preach to other people who also deal with anxiety, and that is always to be uncomfortable, to like live in the uncomfortable and to constantly push what you're comfortable doing and push your boundaries because I feel like that's the only way to kind of escape that um, bubble that closes in around you with anxiety whatever so I'm always looking for opportunities to travel somewhere uh, 
exotic or far off or something that I would be like worried about. Oh, is it going to work out? Is it not going to work out? Am I going to be safe? Am I not going to be safe? You know, try new foods, you know, talk to new people, like relationships, everything like that. Like I'm always trying to be doing something that I'm not really comfortable doing. But, you know, sometimes you go through a stretch of time where you're not able to do that or you don't have the motivation to do that. And I feel like recently I've been sort of in that position where um, I've noticed like things around the house aren't getting done and, you know, like goals that I had career wise are kind of been put on hold for no reason at all other than just like I feel like um, just staying in my safe spot. So like today I was like, you know what? I've had this unfinished project in my garage. Like I'm going to freaking just go to Home Depot and start getting my supplies together and do it. It's just been sitting there. Like there's no reason it's not done. All I need to do is like a quick project. Not maybe not quick project, but finish a project in my garage or finish a project in the attic or do something like, you know, or, you know, take the next step with my career. Like, you know, I've, I feel like I've been on pause for a while because in like, I don't know, remember the original question, Chris, but you're talking about like things that like try to like a struggle you've been going through, right? Is you're getting it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're 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 going into the dark room yeah. and you're you're getting developed, you're doing something. So, you know, I don't and, know what my metaphorical dark room is, but like I feel like sometimes you're in the dark room and you don't know it and like you kind of like a year goes by and you're like fuck and like you're like the only way to get out of it is just to flip on the light switch or just fucking like bust out of the room like not knowing exactly where to put your energy but just to just go forward and start doing shit so sometimes i just like to start with all the projects i have unfinished around the house and then you know you know kind of go from there snap me out of that mindset but that's kind of where i'm at in life right now so i think i I think that's a good one steven because i think the there's lots of lofty ideas and goals that we come up with. And like you said, projects that just sit there. And I think the trick is you do just have to start it. Like you said, like, like maybe the first, the first aspect of developing something in a dark room would be going into the dark room and working on it, you know? And so for you, you, it just sounds like you had, you had these things, you're, you're, you have an opportunity to look back and say, Hey, you know, I want, I want to get going on that. So like, for example, this one little thing, uh, before I move forward, Uh, a couple weeks ago, I don't know. I bought a new router because our internet was shit and I did all this stuff and I figured I just had a really old router that wasn't keeping up with the the times and I replaced it. Everything in my house had to be reset. I like look at my ring camera every day and it's just laziness. Like I just see that it's not connected to the router every fucking day and it'll take like, <laughs> how long would it take me on my phone to just reconnect it to the router. Like five five or ten minutes. But it is still not on the fucking router. It's been months. And I'm like, oh my God, am I just like, what am I dealing with that I can't just, I don't have the motivation to just like push forward with like the minute tasks. But, you know, that's that's changing. New Year's is coming too. You know, that's a good time then to start uh, busting out of that dark room, huh? Nice. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I was kind of, I was kind of thinking about that myself. Like, Oh, what, 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 what item am I, am I going through right now? And it's, it's funny, like a week or two ago I had, uh, 
at work, I've been trying to work out during during lunch. Well, one of the one of my buddies who's a uh, one of my coworkers who's a bodybuilder said, "Hey, on Thursday we're doing leg day. If you want to come join us." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, sure. I've been working out for like, you know, like eight months. Like I should be good to go to do this." So this guy is like one of the most committed bodybuilders I've ever seen, and he's the one that he puts. Uh, he and it, he he did like five sets, and he kept increasing the weight. And on the fifth set, he had three forty five pound plates on each side, and it just cranked them out and i was like that looks so heavy and i'm like he's asking me to try and spot him i'm like bro if you if this goes down i'm not gonna be able to help you with it but uh i do this leg day with him i did not do three plates on each side but i do this leg day and the next day friday my legs hurt so bad well at that friday we also had some clients come into our office and we played like six games of basketball and i was thinking (laughs) well good thing i've been working out because all my all my basketball everything's good to go well i realized basketball muscles are completely different than just riding bike muscles or general workout muscles that I've been doing. So now I was hurting extra and Saturday was the opening day of deer season. So then I got to drive out to Yucca Valley Friday night and go on a hike Saturday with these muscles that were just hurting. And we were out all day until the sun sunset and then came home. And then Sunday when I got home, my son's Boy Scout troop said, hey, we're unloading pumpkins right now and we would like people to come help. And I was like, oh, I could go over there and go help. And what we ended up doing was there's a semi-trailer and we would do like a fireman turn where we'd pick up a pumpkin and handle it down. And there ended up being like 2,000 pumpkins. And I'm just oh in God. this trailer and I was like, I was sweating. I was tired. Like the rest of my muscles were hurting. And just kind of those four days back to back and then going going back to work the next day. It, the the feeling I was getting was I feel like every day is just a grind. I feel like I wake up, I need to get my kids going. I got to get to work. It's just a grind at work, trying to catch up on stuff, get stuff happen. I feel like I'm always behind. Go do the workout, go back, do more of it, go home, do the next thing. And it was kind of, it was kind of like tiring and, and, uh, uh, like almost demoralizing, I would say. And I'm just trying to think like, oh, is this like, is this going to be the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. Is, is it just, is it just a grind, you know? And I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to think realistically, I kind of think the rest of our lives are going to be somewhat of a grind, right? Up until you, up until you retire. Yes. Yeah, I think that's one of my biggest killers of my motivation and kind of put me in this like weird, like, I wouldn't even say dark place, but just like this gray place where it's just like every day feels like Groundhog's Day and it's just like it wears you down. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily hard. It's not necessarily like super stressful. It's just so much of the same and it fucking sucks the life out of you. And I think you have to fight it and like get out of that headspace. Big time. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking one of two things are going to happen. Either eventually the hard work's going to get paid off and we're eventually going to catch up on everything or someday I'm going to magically wake up and we're not going to have to do the grind anymore. Yeah. Or I'm going to get comfortable with the fact that that is the grind every day. Yeah. I'm guessing one of those two is going to happen. See, I feel like it's like the movie Click where if you get comfortable with the um grind every day, life will just pass you by so fast. Um you know, if you don't get over that, you might get super depressed and bad things will happen. And I don't know, or you just get lucky and you maybe get to a place where you can retire a little bit earlier or you have some shit happen in your life. Yeah, but be careful what you ask for. <laughs> that grind might go away and it's not always a <laughs> good thing that it goes away. Yeah. Because in some aspects, the grind is a blessing because it allows you to provide live a life of comfort. Yeah, you know? for sure. If you go to 
places where people don't have a grind. They don't know where their next meal is. They don't know how they're going to survive the storm that's coming. So the the grind is an unne- is a necessary evil of our comfort. So it's important that you find things that you enjoy in that grind and find something to look forward to that's different every day or on the weekends, find new things to do, things to yeah, look forward definitely. to. definitely. Like, I feel like when you're growing up, you're constantly learning, expanding your mind, new experiences with everything in life. And it really makes your life feel big and full and that time goes by. like It feels like slow because every day you're absorbing so much new. And now we're just not absorbing anything new. It's just wake up, coffee, work, drive home, kids, put to bed, mm-hmm. hour of my time to do whatever I want, just one hour. I just want to fucking play video games. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to fucking play video games. And then you finally get to play video games and you have the most beautiful wife in the world who's like the sweetest and most awesome come and bug you. And you're like, I just want to fucking play video games. <laughs> 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 I was wondering where he was going. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> so maybe you should have come and watched fucking football with me on Monday, Steven, instead of I'll bitching about being over. on Melbourne. But it, what, what, I committed to Monday. There you go. It's all right. That, that game was so good. I got an extra like 25 minutes of cardio just staring I'm sure at Sure, you were just absolutely <laughs> like living in the moment there. You're just excited. It was, it was, a, it was fantastic. Solid, Very demoralized solid. on Monday. Right? <laughs> Picking up the pieces yeah. of my life. <laughs> in shambles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah chris uh for for the sake of time um how, how we do it well, yeah, yeah I, okay. I can close it out we're at the close out spot all right okay. so uh so so thinking about all this and these things that we go through uh, i'm under the realization that you have to struggle the the bigger the struggle the bigger the peace eventually expand yourself take yourself out of your comfort zone you will fail in your comfort zone success is not a comfortable procedure it's actually a very uncomfortable thing to attempt so you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable no one's coming to lift weights for you no one's coming to study for you no one no one's coming to do any of that for you you have to go do it yourself so the questions i have for for you and us and the coin and the the coinopians out there is how much longer are you going to wait another 30 seconds going to wait another minute going to wait another hour well maybe a couple hours you know what how about i wait until tomorrow you're going to wait until tomorrow all great people start so what I say to everyone is go out there and like Steven said, just start it. And it's okay to fail. Yes. That's right. It's a necessary part. Mm-hmm. Everybody poops. Sometimes it hurts. All right. Thank you so much. I mean, no. Okay. Okay. I just want to get one more in there because you said it. You said it, Chris. Oh my God. What is at the end of, it's my favorite Disney movie. What is it called? Uh, Meet the Robinsons ending quote. Um, that's really annoying. Keep moving forward. No, it's a quote by Walt. Oh, well, whatever. Now, Angel. Anyways. Just in, 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 insert motto here. Insert before, motto Before here. you move on, Angel. Yeah. You said something very important about 30 seconds ago. What would you say? Um, everybody. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. I have a poop story in every podcast. Oh. <laughs> well, first, we before we get into that, I want to thank Chris for uh, his wonderful topic. Uh, sharing with the Coinopians. Let's have a round of applause. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's hear that poop story, you Ryan. Want, you want to hear a poop story, Ryan? This is, you can save it for the next episode, Stephen. We need a poop story every episode. I have one. <laughs> save it for next week. So just before the podcast, I saw a TikTok today that there is, there's actually a pooping epidemic at Disney World. And what? somebody, somebody that reported bad. that in line, 
for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance that they saw someone have their child just poop in line. And they told a cast member that they saw this, like, oh, that's the third one today. We'll take care of it. <laughs> common. Wow. Very common thing. And, and then I guess at the, uh, at the Animal Kingdom in the Disney World, there's an Avatar ride. And pooping in line was so frequent that they actually built a bathroom in the middle of the line so people would stop pooping in the middle of the line. <laughs> Good. Solutions. I like it. Sounds like a respectable thing to do. You're in the line for yeah. three hours so- and you're like, oh, I have to leave now because I have to poop. <laughs> Lines are too long. Um, that's all That's all I got to say about poop today. <laughs> Ten four. Thank you so much, Ryan, for your brief poop story. All right, let's bring that uh, that wheel up. Now spin your fucking wheel, Angel. Yes, ten, four, wheel, ten, wheel, wheel. God, I'm looking for this. It's, oh, it's here we go. probably going to be Angel. When are you going to make and this topic's gonna be coffee, coffee cups. cups. Big, small? What's going on? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Give me twenty seconds. I am looking I am looking for Ryan's uh Twinkie video so that Angel can see it. No, that see stays it. within the fantasy group. How so dare I'm, you? I'm not, I'm not a fan of these videos being spread outside the outside the source. I respect that. I respect a, that. A, a fuck you sign better upside down it's or better that better way. Upside. Facing to the sky. It's a little more disrespectful. Okay. Around here, however, we don't look backwards for very long. We keep moving forward, opening up new doors, doing new things because we're curious. And curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. Walt Disney. All right. Probably had a cigarette in his hand when he said that. I like it. Disney photoshopped it out. (laughs) All right, gentlemen, let's just spin that wheel. Really craving some Chex Mix right now. Are any of you? Yes. Ryan! Oh, wow! What a fucking treat. Here we go. Here we fucking go. Ryan, what did you bring for the Coinopians today? So so I'm bringing something a little bit different to the table this time, boys. This time, we're going to play a game. Oh, shit. (laughs) Puzzle. Jigsaw? Yeah. So I'm going to... This this is open-ended. Whenever you figure out, we're going to play a game of uh, guess who this person is. Kind of similar to your, uh, coincidentally, it's similar to your Abe Lincoln game that we just played. But I'm going to say a few fun facts about a person. And I want you guys to guess who this person may be. Got it. Is it Abe Lincoln? Is it a famous person or someone like we know? It's a famous person. Famous. Got it. Quite famous. Uh, Fact number one. His friends voted him for prom king in high school just to annoy the school staff. Elvis. Fact number two. He originally wanted to be a fireman. Elvis. Fact number three. He gave solid silver yo-yos from Tiffany to all his groomsmen at his wedding. They were valued at $155 a piece. Mm, That's not Elvis. This gives me like a 1960s vibe. 70s maybe. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, next fact, he is of Irish, French, and German descent. Actually, were yo-yos big in the 90s? I think they were. They may have been. So I think it was in the 90s. This, this, uh, this individual shared the same back specialist as one Tony Hawk. Wait. Back Wait. specialist? Is like he gay? Same back specialist as Tony Hawk. Is he gay? Steve Buscemi. Not Steve Buscemi. Dude, that'd be dope. Like, his, like- favorite, his favorite TV show? Is the X Files? When you say back specialist, like like a masseuse or like a chiropractor, oh, all I know is back specialist. Back specialist. <laughs> okay, all right, got it. Okay. These are all so random. Tony Hawk. His first jobs were working on a construction site and at Gary's Chicken and Ribs in Poway. Oh, this is Mark Hoppus. Oh, Adam Sandler. Mark Hoppus. 
Travis, Who? Mark Hoppus, Travis Barker, no. or Tom DeLonge? You can only say one name <laughs> at a time, Steven. You can't say the whole fucking okay, dictionary. Okay, sorry. Uh, favorite movies are Close Encounters of the Third Tom DeLonge. Oh, Tom like DeLonge. Hello, my name is Tom DeLonge. <laughs> Hello there. Uh, your favorite. No, my favorite person in the world. And somehow I agreed to pay $140. You know what? I uh, I knew it once you said <laughs> the same uh, same back specialist as Tony Hawk because Tony Hawk lives in San Diego. And the only other famous people I know from San Diego, Blink-182. It, it, was, it was that? I thought you said, didn't, didn't, didn't they say something about Poway? Well, Poway was the away? most obvious thing because that's their okay. uh, the city in San Diego. They're from. Okay. Bobby, Bobby Lee is from San Diego. Yeah, but I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, this, this, this individual is Tom DeLong. Some other fun facts I didn't get to say because they might have given it away a bit much. Jimmy Eat World performed at his wedding. Oh, that's so sick. That'd be pretty Going cool. Going Away to College is one of his favorite Blink-182 songs. Going Away to College? Ooh. Gotta listen mm-hmm. to that one. He received his first guitar at the age of 15 as a birthday present from a friend who found it in the garbage. Because they, they had a band together by like 1718-ish, I think is when they assembled the Without first Travis. one. Travis. Yeah. Right. Now, 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 you may ask why the master of the spooky and the supernatural is bringing up Tom DeLong. Yes. You know why we're talking about Tom DeLong today, Christopher? Because he's famous. He loves aliens and conspiracy theories. He's, he is the co-founder of uh, To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science. I like you it. You ever heard of this piece of shit organization? No. <laughs> you ever heard of this? It, it sounds like an agency, like an actor agency. So this is an, an organization that Tom DeLonge co-founded with a bunch of other people to quote unquote try to bring like aliens up to like the forefront of society. And when he brought this up, they have, they have several claim to fames or what we're going to, or this is what we're going to discuss today. And then you guys can let me know what your ultimate opinion of to the stars, Academy of arts and sciences. Their number one claim to fame when they first came out is they released three videos. Um, we may have talked about these videos in the past, but two of them were in fact confirmed to be legitimate, unexplained events by the Navy in 2019. One of them is the USS Nimitz UFO incident, and the other is the USS Theodore Roosevelt UFO incident. These are the now infamous Tic Tac videos. Have you guys seen these? Tic Tac, not Tic Tac. Tic Tac videos. Have you guys seen these? Give me a break. Wait, that's the wrong thing. No. So these videos are essentially like, they're like airplane videos, which you expect to see from like an aircraft fighter, but you see this Tic Tac shaped thing kind of come into view and and zip around. You guys have never seen these? No. All right, let me show you a quick video. Break me up a piece of that Tic Tac bar. You know, it's funny. So I, I Googled this a to the stars and they have a very iconic logo that says to the stars. And I just realized, cause I saw, uh, Mark, uh, Tom DeLong in Vegas this last Saturday. And I think he was wearing a shirt with that exact logo on it. I totally missed it. Yeah. Cause all he fucking does is advertise this stupid shit. It's all a fucking scam. Anyway. <laughs> okay. You were bringing it up with such reverence. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel about it. All right, let me show you this fucking Tic Tac video. You see this? You see this white thing in the center here, and then you see it, like, zip around. Is, is this a camera? Yeah, this is, like, from the fucking, like... Oh, um, the, the airplane? The, the jet? Yeah. Oh, I see a black blob. Yeah, it's a different, different shading. Can you maximize the video? <laughs> yeah, I can do that for you. There you go. There we go. This is a bad one. It's not zipping around. <laughs> 
Ever since you ma- <laughs> ever since you maximized this, huh? yeah. you touch there it is. This is a better uh, one. <laughs> there you go. You can see this thing. It looks like um, to me. It kind of looks like the uh, the spinny top from it. Uh, yes. Yeah. But everyone calls them the tic tac videos, and they they zip around. Huh. When when what's the date on this? Oh, oh, it is kind of jumping uh, around, isn't it? Yeah, they're, they're fairly recently. So these are like off the coast of San Diego is where all these videos were taken. And the, the, the Navy has come out and confirmed that these are, in fact, unidentified flying objects. Like nobody knows what they are. Yeah. And they're like moving at a velocity and speed that say it are impossible for our technology. And pretty much if a human was in there, they'd be dead. Is what they say. It's probably not a manned spacecraft. Whatever it is or wherever it's from is probably not have an organic, like real life form in it. Like, like a drone. Or it could be like a re- remote drone, yeah. And you really don't know what secret technology other countries that are very highly developed are developing. So, yes, aliens is definitely a strong possibility, but there's also a strong possibility freaking Chinese people have developed a super awesome piece of tech that they would not tell you about. Like surveillance yeah, equipment. Yeah, definitely. Definitely possible. Now, their second claim to fame when this organization came out of the shadows is that they claim to be in possession of an alloy of alien origin. And they eventually came to say that they got this from a source that said it came from a downed UFO. Huh. And then Tom DeLong claimed that in 2004, tests were done to this... Uh, this alloy and it became a lifting hovering body when it was subjected to electromagnetic electromagnetic radiation hmm. so eventually uh tom delong did hand over this alloy to like several universities and you know what each and every one of them said angel they said kick rocks yeah they said that there's no sign of anything otherworldly and that it was just a standard earthly alloy but Tom DeLong claimed that they needed some special equipment to fucking test it and nobody was doing it and that there is something special about it. But all universities claim bullshit. They have everything they need on it and it's nothing special. Couldn't Which he I just... agree with because they could just subject it to the electromagnetic radiation again and make it flow. Yeah. That was supposedly a thing. And and, and I'm, I'm thinking if Tom DeLong was able to get this figured out at his facility, couldn't he just invite them to his facility and see it in action? That's, that's what she was. I don't I don't know if this To The Stars Academy actually has a facility. I, mm. I'm pretty sure it's just a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> it's an online course. <laughs> I think it's just the they've they've gotten government funding and shit. I, I think it's just a way for him to suck up money, and it kind of this this whole thing kind of came about when before they got back with Blink One Eighty Two, and Angels and Airways didn't seem to be doing much of anything. He Hello. seemed to come up. This is in um in Tom DeLonge's fat years. I would say this is when it. When nice, it yeah. I'm realizing this to the stars. It, it sounds really fancy, but it's just a it's a it's an entertainment company. They they produce books, yeah. and and stuff. It, it it almost sounded like a like institution of higher education. Yeah, it's almost like you read my next bullet point, Christopher. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wrote that the you know to the stars has an entire entertainment division where. Angel and Airwaves is under and funded. And also Tom DeLong has published a plethora of books and graphic novels where he talks about 
aliens and different things. You know what else Tom DeLonge recently did, Stephen? Uh, recently? I don't know what he recently yeah, did. Yeah, very recently. No, it could be anything. As a, as a few weeks ago, he released a he released a, a feature length movie that he wrote and directed. What? Did you know about this? When did he have time to do that? That's what I wonder too. When he's supposedly traveling the world with Blink One Eighty Two, he shit. was. Dude, they were toured. They they toured like every other day. They were they were doing concerts everywhere last year. Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, I think it went into theaters and like very very limited release, but now you can buy it off streaming. And it's called Monsters of California. Ooh, who's the monster though? Is that poking fun at like Hollywood? Well, let me let me read you the synopsis of, of this fine film. It's uh, after discovering research left behind by a missing government agent, Dallas Edwards and his misfit high school friends embark on a righteous and dangerous adventure to uncover a paranormal conspiracy in Southern California. That brings them face to face with some of the government's most guarded mysteries. Ooh. Now, now, Stephen said this. When, when, when did Tom DeLonge have time to make a movie? Cause... I, I question why did Tom <laughs> DeLonge make a movie? You know what? He was on the forefront of the alien stuff. That's all being released by the you know government now. So who was wrong? Who's wrong? Say 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 that he again. Was on the Steven? forefront of all this alien stuff, really pushing it, like Joe Rogan. You know, now who's right? Interesting that you say that because I'm about to show you. Something that pe- people claim that Tom DeLonge did not release this movie to entertain, but to inform Steven. Get the word people out. People believe that Tom DeLonge snuck in real life pictures of a UFO and an alien body in this So film. I can't tell, Ryan. Are you me, like against him or for you. him or respect what he's doing or disrespect what he's doing? You know I hate Tom DeLonge. But if I find something that seems credible, I will give it its fair shake. Okay? Okay. 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 Let me show you this this um this uh this picture. It might look like spiders crawling inside her. What's that song? Catching them and eating spiders. their insides. It's yeah, miss you. Stupid ass Tom DeLong. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> you sure know a lot about his now look life. Look at this picture. <laughs> so this bottom picture I'm highlighting here, you can see like an alien kind of like laying in bed. It's got this weird kind of alien, like what you expect from a face, but it has no mouth. You see this? Oh, that's see the one alien? that the the Mexican government brought out, right? A few no, months ago. No, it was different than that one. That was, that was paper mache. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like paper mache. Yeah. So this bottom one here, people are claiming that it's a real life alien image that Tom DeLonge snuck into this movie to show to the public without like being uh, being too noticed by the government. And right up above it, we have this picture here of two scientists in hazmat suits that are supposedly working on an alien aircraft. Can't really see too much about it. What do you What do you guys think? About I just this think that I just bullshit? think that any alien that looks like a stereotypical alien is just automatically a bullshit alarms go off in my head. I agree. Unless they've just been hiding it in plain sight this whole time, where like, oh, aliens actually did look like the aliens that we put on TV. Jokes on you. Because that alien's like a very stereotypical-looking alien. Hey, mom, what do you think? There's something in the back room. So I, I, I kind of agree with Stephen. I think, I think it seems off. And my rationale on it is, you know, we have, we have spy. Our, 
our country, other countries have these spy agencies that has a camera that's the size of a Tic Tac that they're able to go and steal like, you know, different weapon project information from each other. So they can sneak in and do that stuff, but they are unable of sneaking in and getting a more clear and detailed picture of these things. Like I swear, all these pictures are grainy. They could, they looks like they could do some dark contrasting development better for this picture that we're looking at here. Well, that's because the people that are taking the pictures and trying to expose it, they have to bring in undetectable technology, Christopher, that is clearly behind in terms of what we have in our pockets, but it's undetectable. The government itself could obviously give us a 4K image and show it on the TV if they really wanted us to know, but they don't want us to know. But but my point want us to know. My point is we don't need to sneak in there with cheap technology. Like another country could sneak in there with their good technology and would should be able to steal that information from us. Well, you know, the the, the whole different countries, that's all that's all a distraction, Christopher, because we all live underneath the New World Order. That's actually run by the aliens and they don't want us to know and everything else mm, is just a stage. Mike got a point there. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know. Hello there. Angel, what do you think about these pictures? Uh it looks like makeup and uh what the fucking makeup. It looks like makeup and uh movie. It looks like a movie. I mean, there's a makeup department. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Okay, okay, okay. You look so disappointed. Now there's there's one one more uh, claim to fame in this actual movie. During the end credits there's a random set of coordinates that pop up in the end credits, and people have looked up Wait, these. Wait, you uh, watched the movie? Coordinates? No, I didn't watch the movie because it cost seven dollars, and I'm not giving Tom DeLonge seven dollars. <laughs> you watched it deep down. You probably have a room dedicated to Tom DeLonge, and you probably have like a mannequin of his uh, his that you like sleep with. I, I do want to watch this film, but I've heard it's absolutely horseshit. <laughs> but. I am interested in watching it just to see what all this nonsense is. But you you know what these end credit coordinates t- tend to lead to or supposedly lead to, Stephen? Area 51. Close. Roswell. Close, close. Angel, what do you, where do you think these coordinates go? Angel? Well, what, what? Where do you believe these coordinates lead to? I have the answer. McDonald's. No. Fuck you. You didn't even try. Yeah, I did. It could. It could be a huge marketing campaign. No. These coordinates go to a secret military base in the Antarctic where these aliens are being held, and we could go there right now. We should. We should right now. Let's get a good flight. And um... Steven told us to get out of our dark room and to just <laughs> do it. So I booked us all tickets to go this Saturday to the Antarctic and see what Tom DeLonge's trying to show us. Are you with there me? There we go. Let's do uh, it. I keep seeing these TikToks where they're like, Google Antarctic from space. There's no real pictures of it. There's no real pictures. And I don't understand what they're getting on about. But <laughs> I feel like they want to convince us that there's like a, a like an area in the middle of Antarctica that has like a secret base of some sort. I don't know. Hey, hey Ryan, what what uh, did you write down those coordinates? I did not write down the coordinates. I didn't see the film. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you did. So, <laughs> so I have this. Uh, I have this screenshot of it. It is 63.17 north, 152.31 west. That is not mm-hmm. Antarctica. That is Alaska, middle of nowhere. Fuck you, Chris. So Don't correct me. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, if you've, ne- if you've Don't never seen the coordinates me in front of my friends, <laughs> <laughs> if you've never seen the movie, you don't know the coordinates. How do you know you got a screenshot of it? I saw a TikTok video about it. <laughs> <laughs> so reliable. Well, you know, there there is the conspiracy that uh, the concept of what happened to the Nazis after they lost World War II and they saw everything was going down. And one of the conspiracies is they went down to South America, and the other one was they went to Antarctica, where they had a base set up. 
So well, they went to the the center of the earth, the hollow earth. Basically. Oh, oh, is that another one too? Okay. So, so I've heard. I feel like I've heard the Antarctic thing a few times, you know. And then you have you have that map, uh, like thirteen hundred. Uh, thir- it's this very specific map that actually shows uh, South America connecting to Antarctica, um, which gave me the impression that maybe there was like an ice wall or something down there. So, I don't know. Antarctica is a fantastic conspiracy location because it's quiet it's not owned by anybody it'd be a very easy place to set up a secret base so are we not going to these coordinates on saturday i mean we what th- this is what we should do we should download microsoft flight simulator and we should all fly there together i could do that Ooh, i wonder okay, what you okay. find because you know how when the the jeffrey epstein stuff came out a bunch of people were flying and landing on his island <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember how detailed it was i think it might just be like because it, it kind of goes off google maps a little bit so i don't know how detailed yeah. it is so we're not leaving our uh, our dark room to go visit the coordinates. well how long is it gonna take to get there i mean it depends if we're going to antarctica or alaska you said the coordinates lead to alaska so what what is that yeah 10 hours? yeah alaska is a lot more doable yeah 10 hours <laughs> but 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 we're talking about i mean this this is not out there but actually it's it's not too far outside of anchorage i wonder if we could drive there once we land in Anchorage, tell you what, tell you what, Angel, set up the Patreon, and that'll be like a stretch goal. Uh, cowboys go to Alaska to see Tom DeLonge's coordinates. That's right. Oh, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, hundred thousand dollars. Let's go. Hundred thousand dollars. That'll be our stretch goal. For, okay. Uh, so there is not a road that goes here. So we would need to fly into Anchorage. Then we'd need to get a helicopter to get to this location. All right, $150,000. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Patreon. Yeah, we, need, we need Twinkies, so it has to be one hundred seventy-five. Okay. <laughs> Don't forget the beer, $200,000. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listeners, Coinopians, 200000 Go ahead and support your cowboys visiting Antarctica. And uh, finding an alien. All right, all right. Let's end my segment with a roundabout on our thoughts at To the Stars Academy. What do you What do you think, Stephen? I don't think about it. Stephen's not engaged. I'm very upset. Stephen, ask me again, and I'll give you the best answer you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it, Ryan. It's a trap. Come on, <laughs> ask me again. Do it. Do it. You fucking pussy. pussy. Do it. You're not down. <laughs> Angel, what do you think of uh, To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science? I think it's a it's a fake thing to take advantage Incorrect. of uh, institutions. Incorrect. So you can you say it's a scam, Angel? I think Incorrect. it's a scam. But a, a good one. I mean, I like Tom DeLong. So. It's not a scam. Tom I DeLong truly Tom believes DeLong in this stuff. Tom has such a following. He and he truly, truly wants to use his influence that. to pursue... The, the knowledge that might be out there. How dare you put him in a box and limit his, uh, you know, desire to find out more. We should have more thinkers like that in this world and we wouldn't be such a closed-minded society, you motherfucker. No, I think Tom DeLong... <laughs> I think Tom, Tom DeLong <laughs> has... He has a formula where he like he knows how many fans he has. He knows how much effort and money he has to invest in something to pull profit. That's why he has all these bands, books, comic books, and and movies. He knows what he needs to do in order to actually make money on his end. This is all part of his fucking cog of capitalism. Yes. Chris, what do you think about To The Stars? You know, I'm actually a little bit in between. I I think uh, to 
to Angel's point, I feel like he's kind of using his opportunity to, hey, I want to flush this stuff out and get it out there. But when I see someone that is so unbelievably passionate about something, especially over the last 20 years, I feel like that sends a little bit of a flag out. Like if he didn't truly believe in it, I don't think he would have pushed as hard for so long. So there is something that has a hook in him that has enough of his interest. Um, Is it a secret military base that he's aware of? Does he have this special alloy does is he have an alien with him i don't know but i think he has something that would cause would raise eyebrows somebody in his position would have met enough people that probably have information especially if he was seeking it because he's in rooms with people that we would never get to, to meet in real life you know because of his celebrity status and you know people that might be fans of him so um, who knows the stories that he's heard and the evidences that, that he's seen about Really cool shit like aliens. Uh, That's a good point. I I say he's full of shit. He might be. (laughs) But does he know he's full of shit? Or is he just like wishful thinking? I think he's well aware. Some people like really want aliens to be real so bad that they like will grasp on any shred of evidence and like they truly believe it. Even though everybody else is kind of like, yeah, dude, that's 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 horse shit. I'm going to Google, is Tom DeLong full of shit? What do you think it's going to say? Let's just say that he is just. Your face is coming up. (laughs) What comes up? What comes up? You got to share it uh, um, uh, immediately in 2019, the, a Reddit post comes on and it's, is Tom legit or full of shit? <laughs> the first person says, I think Tom thinks he's legit. Yes, that's what I think. Yeah. I think he thinks he's legit, but he also doesn't really care if people think he's not. He's just unapologetically full of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone pretty much says like they believe that he believes he is not full of shit. But he is in fact bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you know the, the the real the real question I have here is, man, you spend a lot of time looking into this guy yeah. that you call you know your mortal enemy, and I'm starting to think that maybe you do have a soft spot for Tom down news, there. Going to have a news alert saying that a Huntington Beach man has a restraining order filed against him by Tom DeLong <laughs> yeah. after weeks long Google searches. <laughs> I picked this one because I know you guys love the Tom DeLong, so I was like, okay, well, Stephen will get engaged because he loves. It's not the guy that I like. I just like Blink-182 and his, their music. I like the guy. I don't know. It seems like he wants like his dick. He's cool. He was, I feel like. T- like that lip piercing. I feel, I feel like Tom went through like some wild aspects in life. And now it seems like he's in a place where everything's kind of more calm and together. And he's, I think he's great for the band. He's great for the music. I think they're, you know, he, he this was not him 15, 20 years ago when they broke up. And it just looks like, man, this, this is where we wanted to tom to be back then so something something good has come around in his life was his love for aliens the reason why he left the band more money was it just like him being weird i think and i I don't think it was his love for aliens being weird or being an outcast i think it's it's he was so curious and passionate about it that he was more interested in pursuing that stuff instead of working with the band to grow the band and i think that was probably some friction you know he went out he did the angels and airways he kind of got to do his thing for society and i think he's done that full circle now and that's what made him comfortable enough to come back and actually focus on the Blink-182 stuff. That's fair. Well, Google says he left the band because he wanted to change the world for my kids and everybody else. There you go. And I feel like Blink was doing that already. What a misguided idiot. <laughs> it was Moss. At least he found his way. I do think that like going away and coming back definitely increased their popularity and people thought that maybe they wouldn't make music again and whatnot. That's a good point. The fake, the fake reunion. It's a, uh, you know, well, is it going to last again? Just kind of capture the moment and be there while they're still together. Well, he had the... There's a Joe Rogan episode with Tom DeLonge. <gasps> oh, we should watch that next time on Coin Up Cowboys.
I was trying to do a Dragon Ball Z thing. Never mind. Anyway, that's all I got to say about that. All right. Brian, thank you so much for bringing your favorite person in the world into the podcast, sharing that with all our listeners. Uh, we're going to go ahead and round up this uh, recording. It's a uh, pretty long, wait, but very good conversation. Wait, ho- hold on. I plugged the coordinates back in, and it is it is saying that there is a building there in it, Idlerod Area School District, uh, Alaska. It looks like, and there's like a weird looking base here. Oh, oh. Let me see if I can share this. This is this is. P- suddenly peaking my interest breaking news breaking news (laughs) for just two hundred thousand dollars the cowboys can give you the truth there you go (laughs) this random structure what the fuck is that yeah (laughs) someone's underwear is on the screen (laughs) that's alaska yeah the middle east right there it does look like the middle east but it's it's actually a lot further like the coordinates that i had originally was more over here but now it's on this far far west side See, when I zoom in, I don't, I don't see buildings. Uh, I don't know. Well, that was we'll, that. We'll post the pictures. Uh, we'll post the picture. You'll see it on the recording. I'll post them. Yeah, there you go. Uh, is there any? All right, let's let's uh, close it up. Is there anything else you guys want to say? We'll go around the horn, Chris. The have a fantastic <laughs> evening. <laughs> Thank you, Thanks hey for cowboys. Don't forget to take off your pants and jacket. Ooh, that was a good one. What's that from? That's Blink-182. I know. Ryan? <laughs> Goodbye, Cowboys. I want to leave you with one thing. One, one thing as a closing message. While we are the Cowboys, we don't support the Dallas Cowboys and America's true football team. And the savior of America in the year 2023 is the Detroit Lions. Oh, for fuck's sake. You support them. Oh, God damn it, Ryan. <laughs> That's disgusting. All right. And with that, we're out. Now jerk me off as I crash my car into this tree and die.